Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to The Early Edge. I'm your host, Alan Bell. We have a fantastic show lined up for you today. And I'll tell you what, before we get to that, as always, let's take a look at how we did on Friday. Not a bad day. We ended up going 7-6. and six. UCF, come on. Kill this right there on the college football. We'd had a perfect night. If it wasn't for that same thing, Tom Fernelli, he was on UCF. Didn't score in the second half. Embarrassing. Johnny B had two good wins. College Baird in baseball. Uh, same thing with Coach coming through with two there. All right, enough of that. Let's bring in the stars of the show here because we got two strong guests today. First up, my man, Micah Roberts. How are we doing, sir? We're doing excellent. I'm, I'm finding that there's too many sports happening right now. I've got data overload. Uh, the NFL come in the first week with college football full swing, baseball ending, and, of course, NASCAR. It is, yeah, it's an overload data drive. Dude, you know what? You bring up an excellent point. Like, first off, it is. I mean, you're exactly right. Like, there is a ton going on. But it's a good – that's a good thing to bring up because you can be overloaded, especially with your bets, looking it out, you know, throughout a day, throughout a week. Like, fo stay focused. Like, it's easy to get lost in the sauce there. Stay in your lane. Stay in your groove. Oh, I'm I not saying I don't like it. I love it. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I feel you, man. Yeah. Like, it uh, – it's awesome. It's a great time, and it's going to get even better, man. October, I think, might be the best sports month of the year. Buckets, coming over to you. Look at Sharp, sir. Thank you so much. And what a great problem to have when there are too many games on that you kind <laughs> of have to manage your bankroll a little bit. But that's a good reminder. Don't overwhelm yourself. Stick to what you know. You don't have to bet every single sport out there because uh, it's a lot to go through. Dude, it's a ton. And I got to say... The wall's coming together nice, man. Looks like the move has gone well. You've got, yeah, got some gear up on the wall. Looks sharp. Yeah, how to keep uh, keep Coach happy, you know? <laughs> hey, that's a job in and of itself. All right, let's get into the storylines that affect the betting lines for today. And Buckets, I'm going to stay right here with you. Um, the passing of the queen, all right? It is affecting the sports world. Now, we're not saying that, you know, let's keep it in focus here of, you know, a person passing away that we're only worried about the sports. But it is affecting uh, the international world of soccer. What are you seeing? What games have we seen get canceled? All of it, man. Break it down for us. Yeah, so obviously it affects the world all over the place. But how it affects us individually within the soccer space is all English-level soccer games, all Scottish premiership games, and all Wales premiership games have been canceled for this week. Uh, it is already a very tight, kind of difficult season to get through with this being a World Cup year as well. And something that will absolutely be affected by this is they're going to have to make up those games. And we are going to see fatigue and injury affect these English teams more than ever. It's quite possible we're going to have to see some of these top English teams play three or possibly four games in a single week to make up all the games they're missing with these missed weekends and with the World Cup already. So it's just it's a difficult time for everyone here. And it's very, very hard on these players that are going to be forced to play more and more in a much tighter span of time. Yeah, that's a lot. And especially, I mean, when you have everything going on like that and then you're moving games around, just affecting like your time, right? Like if we changed the time of this show, like didn't say it until last night, 
they just throw you off, right? So, yeah, I'm totally with you on there. Now, Micah, coming over to you, a much lighter topic of discussion here. We have NASCAR this weekend. The playoffs continue. Where are we at? What's the track look like? What do you see in this race? Yeah, Kansas Speedway, it's one and a half mile uh, oval, uh, 17 to 20 degrees of progressive banking around. It's very similar to Las Vegas if you had to compare one. And Las Vegas was won by Alex Bowman, which is a guy you might want to consider. I saw him as high as 30 to 1. Uh, other long shots to consider, Chase Briscoe, 80 to 1. He ran well at Charlotte, a uh, comparable track as well. And also Ty Gibbs, the uh, rookie who's filling in for Kurt Busch. And he's interesting at 33, 35 to 1 because he's driving the same car that won the first race at Kansas. And that's something to pay attention to. Kurt Busch dominated that race, led 110 laps, won the race as only win of the year. He's not in the playoffs this year, but 17 different drivers have won. Back the last two races, we've seen a payout of 30 to 1 and 70 to 1. I don't know if I've ever seen three straight races with winners paying out 30 to one or higher. So that could be something that happened there. But I think the Toyotas are, are going to dominate. I think Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch are going to be the drivers to beat with uh, Christopher Bell there also, and maybe even Martin Truex to get his first win of the season. I just think the Toyotas are going to be very good. And that includes Bubba Wallace also. He's driving the number 45 now. Um, so, and, and Hendrick's going to be good as well, but I just think Toyota's what I've seen on these types of tracks uh, the last uh, couple times uh, since uh, May, starting with uh, Charlotte, maybe. Um, yeah, Hamlin and Kyle Busch will have the best cars out there, I believe, tomorrow. Yeah. Now, our man Trent Wade, got a couple, see what you think about this. Kevin Harvick, top 10, minus yeah. 170. All right. Joey Logano, top 10, minus 110. Daniel Suarez, top 10, minus 105. And Sprinkle, quarter of a unit on Joey Logano, uh, to win the race, plus 2,000. What are your thoughts yeah. there? Yeah, Logano's a good choice. He hasn't done well on the mile-and-a-half tracks or the two-mile tracks uh, this season, so he'd be one that I'd be a little cautious about. But he's a three-time winner uh, at Kansas. He's won twice in the Xfinity Series there. This is a really good track for him. Harvick's the best ever at uh, Kansas. 9.1 average finish, which is top of, tops in the league. Uh, 12 top fives, 19 top tens, 900 laps led. Like he has done it all three wins tied with Hamlin and Logano for the lead. So uh, yeah, Harvick's uh, going to be a player as well. He won at Michigan and uh, in some ways, two mile track, it's comparable to Kansas as well. You know, it's never bad to be the best ever at a track or at yeah. something at anything in life. That's a good yeah, problem to have. To get him to win to 16 to one is a pretty good price. He's won two of the last five races. So I, I think he's got a good shot. There we go. I like it. All right. Now, what I also like is this, is that make sure everybody turn on notifications, whether you're on podcasts, whether you watch on YouTube, whether live or you catch it after the show, because we have a ton going on. And these are in your feeds right now. The NFL week one preview gets you all set up for Sunday's full slate of the NFL. Our NFL week one player prop preview with Uncle Dave, prop stars and coach that is in your feeds now. And then Sunday, our schedule, noon Eastern, the NFL kickoff live stream preview and the live stream preview at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for Bucks at Cowboys Sunday Night Football. And remember, we will also be live normal time, 10 a.m. Eastern, Sunday morning for the early edge as well. So make sure, check all that in your feeds, turn on those notifications, don't miss a single one. All right, let's get in our place for today. But before we do, let's take a quick break and hear from one of our partners. 
And we are back. All right, we have one play on the board for you today. We are going to go with the Atlanta Braves team total over three and a half. Uh, that is priced at minus 120. We hit on this on Friday night, and we're going to run it back against the Mariners here. The game is 9, 10 p.m. Eastern. All right, Atlanta, they've eclipsed this number in four of its last five, including last night versus Seattle. And the Mariners, they have George Kirby on the bump today, their starting pitcher. However, as good as he's been, the Mariners are 63% to the over in his starts. Not only do they put up runs, but they give up some as well. We don't need the world. We don't even need the Braves to win. We just need the Braves to hit four runs or more. All right. Get into you guys' picks for today. Micah, but come right at you. You got two plays, one in college football, one in the NFL. Break it down. Yeah, we're going to start out with uh, Wisconsin today, and it's mostly a pick against Washington State. They've got a new offense, a new quarterback. The air raid they're going to try and traveling second game of the week going to Wisconsin. Not going to be an easy task. Uh, Braylon Allen, I really love him. I think he's going to be a strong contender for the Heisman here. He's going to break loose. He's going to do great things. They've got three offensive linemen coming back, but the replacements played a lot last year. So I look for that to be a huge edge for Wisconsin. And the defense, uh, a lot of new guys out there, but a lot of guys that played a lot, especially the linebacking crew, absolutely amazing. Uh, they won last week 38 to nothing against Illinois State, Washington State. They had trouble against Idaho. They were trailing 10 nothing in the game. Uh, they ended up winning 24-17, but they were favored by 21 in that game. So I think this is a huge step up for them to try to do anything good at Wisconsin. I look for Wisconsin to maybe even uh, shut them out. Low-scoring game for Washington State. Uh, big win for Wisconsin. And then I'm going to go with the Washington football team. I like them a lot this year. I think they're going to do well. And most of it is because of Wentz. And I don't know why Wentz gets this, uh, you know, he'd lost two critical games last season to close out uh, for the Colts. But uh, he gets a bad rap. And I'm looking at him. I'm like 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's pretty good. 62% completion and now he's coming to a team that has wide receivers he didn't really have a lot to work with there in Indianapolis and still got the job done uh you're going to give me uh, McLaren uh, Johan Dotson and Curtis Samuel that is a pretty uh amazing wide receiver core there and then Logan Thomas at tight end I think he's got a lot of weapons to work with but I think it'll be Antonio Gibson that does the job against this uh Jaguars team and finally the main point is it's just value you're telling me that these two teams are equal, Washington and Jacksonville. That's not the case. That's the two and a half spread indicates these two teams are equal. And I'm like, no, I think it's uh, probably should be closer to six and a half or seven. So I can lay a, a, a team less than a field goal when they should be a, a touchdown favorite. So I think I have tremendous value there and um, the better offense and defense. There you go. There you go. Indeed. I like a great breakdown. I'm fascinated to see that commander's game. I really am. I'm fascinated to see the other side, what Jacksonville looks like, you know, without urban Meyer. Uh, I like Doug Peterson a lot. Uh, excellent football yep. coach. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. All right, buckets coming over to you because about, I think two and a half weeks ago, I made the announcement that I was done finished with the MLS. And I mean that in a good way. I have loved it. We have made a ton of money off of it. It's been a really fun season. The playoffs are coming up. Getting excited for that. But, dude, you're a soccer guru. Like, I'm just a novice watching you, trying to come up. You are the man with it. You got some MLS plays. What do you got, bud? I do have some MLS plays. And we have a full slate of MLS tonight. And, A.B., I feel like you've passed the torch on to me. You've done all the damage you can to this poor league. You have abused <laughs> and changed these numbers 
so drastically. I remember last year betting the MLS, and the juiciest both teams to score odds you can find at the time was closer to minus 130. Looking through the slate today, I was digging to find anything below minus 150, minus 160. So this league has been torn apart by you, but I'm still going to help us find some value in these matches here tonight. And the first one I'm going to look at is Charlotte FC versus NYC FC, New York City FC. And we are taking over two and a half goals here. This is another one of those weird ones where BTTS was like minus 180 and over two and a half goals is minus 115. These are two teams that do what all teams in MLS love to do, and that is score a lot of goals. So we're loving the over two and a half here at some really good odds, honestly. Then our second pick, we're going your boys, Nashville SC versus LA Galaxy. We're Let's taking go. Nashville over one and a half goals team total. A little bit of juice here at minus 150. Nashville, if you remember the show we did at the beginning of the MLS season, I said that Nashville was voted one of the five most boring teams in the MLS to watch. I think they took offense to that because this team is wild right now. Nashville is one of the highest scoring consistent clubs in the league. And in their last four games, Nashville alone has covered the overspread by themselves. They've scored 14 times in four games. And a big part of this is because of their German striker, Haney Mukhtar. He is currently leading the Golden Boot race with 21 goals over 29 appearances. I think Nashville is going to continue to do what they've been doing all month long. And that is score goals here. So team total over one and a half. Another great play. Then our third and final pick, we are going for a little bit of a juiced BTTS here. We've got FC Dallas versus LAFC. It's minus 160, but that is juice that is absolutely worth the squeeze considering all these teams do is hit both teams to score in their games. LAFC has scored 12 games straight. FC Dallas has scored in nine of their last 10 games. These are two teams that within the MLS contain a lot of star power, and they're going to be looking for a high-scoring game here this afternoon. Dude, I, I got to say this. Like, we, I remember that. I, I was on the show with you. Like, when that, like, fan poll came oh, out yeah, yeah. and you gave the results of it, right? I was like, whoever put Nashville as the most boring is not paying attention. Like, one, this team is fantastic. They play great defense. And they score. Like, people acted like they didn't score goals at all. It hasn't been like this all season. They've been on fire the last three or so, uh, including two shutouts there. But, yeah, man, like, as soon as, as soon as you said that, I was like, these people are not watching. That's what I all. Like, this team is good, man. It's fun. Uh, all right. So you're technically in the maestro spot. I'm going to throw my three picks out here uh, just really quickly. But again, the honor was bestowed onto you. And I'm excited, man, to play your MLS plays. And you're right, dude. It's hard to find value. They got juiced for sure. I'm going to go with three plays here. Going Wake Forest minus 13 in Nashville against Vanderbilt today. Yeah, the difference of Wake Forest with and without Sam Hartman is pretty big. That, that like Vanderbilt has been excellent in the first two games, uh, but don't let all of that fool you. Um, Hawaii is a bad team. Elon is not even in the stratosphere of college football, and they put up thirty against Vanderbilt. Wake Forest should run their business and hold Vanderbilt and put up a lot of points today. We're also going to go. Speaking of points, Iowa, Iowa State. Everyone in the world is going to be betting the under in this game, having seen what Iowa did last week. No, no. We're going with the over of 40. This is a rivalry game, a big rivalry game. And these two teams, fan bases, they love to fight each other and put up points on the board. Rivalry games get crazy. This is a super low total at 40. We're going to play the over on that one. And then lastly, we're going to go Central Michigan, minus six at home against South Alabama. I like South Alabama, not a bad team. At all, but Central Michigan, I think that they'll be too much both offensively and defensively. 
So we're going to play those three. All right. Enough of me yapping there. Grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Let's take a look at the recap here. And we got two of them coming for you today. First, on the non-college football picks that we have, Micah is on the Commanders minus two and a half buckets. Uh, In the MLS, he's on Charlotte, New York City, over two and a half goals. National SC team total over one and a half. Dallas, LAFC, both teams to score. All three of those you can find in your books under the MLS banner. Site play, we're going Braves team total over three and a half. And you guys said you wanted picks for College Football Saturday? Well, there you go. I've got you college football picks for Saturday. I'll leave this up on the screen so you can get it. Micah, total, he's on Arkansas minus eight and a half. Tennessee Pitt, over 66 and a half. Wisconsin minus 17. Emory Hunt, Alabama minus 20. UNLV plus 13. UNLV Cal, over 50 and a half. Allen Bell, me, I am on Tennessee first quarter minus half a point. Tennessee Pitt, first quarter, over 14. Wake Forest, minus 13. Iowa, Iowa State, over 40. Central Michigan, minus 6. Tom Fernelli, Northwestern, team total under 34. Kansas, plus 13 and a half. Chip Patterson, he is on Alabama, minus 20. BYU, minus 4. North Carolina, Georgia State, over 64 and a half. Iowa State, plus 3 and a half. UNLV, plus 13. Memphis, minus 6 and a half. At Navy, Tennessee, first quarter, half a point. Baylor, BYU, over 53 and a half, and Fresno State, plus one. Whoo! No hook'em no, horns. No. Yeah. What did you say, Micah? I said no hook'em horns. Uh, <laughs> I know. They have no shot, apparently. I mean. Dude, did you see their fan base this morning? Like, yeah. they were wrapped around. Yeah, man. How many How many times have we seen Alabama play non-conference road games? Uh, Not many. Like, they'll play, they'll play the neutral site ones, right? Like the yeah. – yeah, like the, the kickoff one in Atlanta, but like a true road, I don't know. Yeah, it's been a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's, a, that's a, let's do this. Let's go. That's a great question. That's a ton of points too, man. That's a ton of points, and the relationship between Sarkeesian and uh, Nick Saban. Yeah, I'm fascinated to see it. All right. Everybody, that's all the damage we could do for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. As I said, we will be live Sunday morning, normal time, 10 a.m. Eastern. We'll be live at 12 p.m. Eastern for our NFL live kickoff show. And then we will be live at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for Sunday Night Football to break down the Cowboys and the Bucks. But until then, as always, best of luck. Let's catch these tickets. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.